Hey, this is George Blaze from WCIU-TV, Channel 26, The U. You're listening to Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Wait. I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio. Flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 877-711-5611. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will Good planets are hard to find Good planets are in the main This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Jet streams, perfect air. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Good planets are in the main Where are those jingle bells? There we go. Jingle bells are being tight. So. That's that's the sound effects we got today. Oh, I get to jingle the bells all day. We'll give them to our guests. They can be jingling them too. I think so because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out if we can uh, if we're going to have all those sound effects that I spent hours putting putting together before the show or whether. Uh, whether you'll be dropping them into the podcast. Uh, or I'll just be doing them myself. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls! Ho, ho, ho. Uh, all right, that's it. That's all we got on today's show. <laughs> Old G- school. Good night, everybody. Uh, we're very pleased to have once again in studio uh, a couple of guys who were here almost by accident in July. Not quite by accident. They have, they're two architects from uh, Noted. Architects. Uh, yeah, I know, really. What the heck? That has nothing to do with gardening. Actually, does have something to do with gardening. We talked about that on the last show because it's all about you know your, your footprint of your home mm-hmm. and the sustainability, and some of it is plants, but gosh golly, a lot of it is the stuff that goes into building your home. Um, and we're in a world where we need to be smarter. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. And I know that both of you uh, are uh, – oh, I should I – should, uh, Give their names to Tom Bassett Dilly from uh, Tom Bassett Dilly Architects Limited in Oak Park, Illinois, and Nate Kipnis from uh, Kipnis Architecture Plus Planning. In you say plus, don't you? Yes. I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the. That's Nate. That's Nate. That's <laughs> you know. Th- it was a little crazy coming in here today. Um, and um, um, do, do you say plus? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure because it is a plus sign. Yes. On there. Yes. Okay. So uh, Kipnis Architecture Plus Planning in Evanston, Illinois, and uh, they're they're here to continue the conversation because uh, back in July we had uh, I had two different 
PR people say, hey, you got to get our architect on the show. I said, well, why don't we have them on the same time? And you guys were so great together. I said, let's bring them back and we'll talk sustainability. We'll talk about things you should be thinking about when you're planning a home, when you're retrofitting a home. And you got all these these uh, jargony phrases that, I, you know, mm-hmm. are and, and it's kind of rarefied air for you guys because you guys talk about this stuff all the time. Uh, but for schlubs like me, you know, I'm just getting introduced to this. Is schlub a, a word I, I can know. use? Okay. Anyway, word, yeah. so yeah, uh, sure, we're going to pick up on that conversation we started five months ago. Uh, and we want you to join in with us if you can. 877-711-5611 is the phone number. Or write on Facebook or on Twitter. Oh, get those I get the jingle sound bells. effects going. Get them going. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and we'll be right back. When it comes to tree care, it's all about the science. Well, there's love and history and family, too, but you definitely want the best science for your trees. That's why you should contact Bartlett Tree Experts at Bartlett.com. With 120 offices around the world, including Canada, England, and Ireland, Bartlett is the largest residential tree care firm in the world. Their work is backed by the science of the Bartlett Research Laboratories in North Carolina. They pioneered integrated pest management or IPM in the 1970s, introduced the first organic fertilizer, and now Bartlett is the first and only tree care company to research the benefits of biochar on urban soils and tree health. At the same time, they're focused on you and your needs, meaning that they'll do the right thing for your tree and you. Put science to work for your trees. Get a free estimate today because every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. You want to install a solar energy system for your home, but you're afraid you'll be overwhelmed by choices and jargon. You need to talk to our friends at Albright Solar. Albright Solar offers a boutique, hands-on approach to your situation. They know the ins and outs of local solutions. They take the confusion out of the process and make solar simple, giving you the confidence to enjoy your investment. Harness the power of the sun. Go to albright.solar or call 773-887-6446. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. Do you know that Chicagoans are getting healthier all the time? This is Peggy, and I know this is true because for eight years I've been publishing Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest magazine. And if you want your message to reach this growing market, you need to get your business in front of our readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us that our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and they're ready to take action. That's more than 80,000 people in Chicago who will respond to your message. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, doctors, dentists, nutritionists, health coaches, yoga, even home improvement and landscape experts. Natural Awakenings is a free monthly magazine available in more than 1,100 locations throughout Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. Call me today to expand your market and grow your business. 847-858-3697. That's 847-858-3697. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Laugh more. 
really can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away. Understood, no means no. This evening has been super appropriate. But I do understand consent. Definitely text her right now. Here's the code, and there is the door. I am gonna stand over here. You are in control of this thing. Invite them over if you like. Say what's in this drink? Um, nothing but Sprite. I wish I knew how. Just walk right out the door. I do know how to spell harassment. I hear you loud and clear. I'm trying super hard. Please just go out, baby. Just go outside. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy <laughs> Malecki. Somebody in the studio was enjoying that, uh, and that's the uh, the uh, completely appropriate uh, Christmas carol. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Welcome back to the show, and uh, we have Nate Kipnis in studio with Tom Bassett Dilly, couple of architects, and here we go. And I can still hear that yeah, a little bit, at Andrew. It's still there, and hey. I can't. I cannot hear myself at all. Oh no! Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, you... I'm over here. Oh, you're over there. Yeah, I can hear you guys. I can't hear me. So. I can hear you. You sound okay. great. So don't. Wor- I'd say take the headsets off. Obviously, you don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I almost. Didn't uh, have this them. is. <laughs> it's it's Christmas chaos. Christmas. Wait, wait. Let's get the jingle bells. Christmas chaos. Christmas <laughs> chaos. Chaos all the way. And our volume is back on Facebook. Yay. So okay, if you good. are listening and you'd like to watch the craziness, please join us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Uh, so I swear I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we always blame the architects. Oh, boy. <laughs> he must have a guilty conscience on, because man. he says he didn't do it. You know that. It's, it's, it's ultimately where uh, the, it, that all goes because nobody's going to blame the contractor. I'm just, I was just following orders. I was just doing what the, what the guys told me to do. I don't know what this is on do. the plan. Yeah. Wait. Don't give people ideas. <laughs> Wait, the incense yeah. missing on the... Uh, welcome, guys, back uh, to the show. Um, I'm not exactly sure where where we jump into this because, uh, as I, I mentioned, uh, you're you're talking words that uh, that I I hadn't heard before. Um, well, passive house, I know about that, and maybe maybe we should start there because both of you uh, design those sorts of things. Um, but we're we're also talking um about and i'm trying to find the words here because i i don't remember them i wrote them yesterday decarbonization decarb well uh global decarbonization embodied carbon Mm. carbon um those kinds of things so is this in your heads as you're putting houses together now as we lurch into the next decade of the 21st century the roaring 20s now yes oh yeah. yeah yeah nate what do you say well, um, I, yeah, decarbonization is where it's at. That's what, you know, that's what mm-hmm. both Tom and I do. That's our goal is to design homes, buildings that have very little carbon, moving towards as little and zero, you know, as quick as we can. And so a lot of that is energy. But there's other things, you know, obviously minimizing your energy. But like right. you mentioned, embodied energy, embodied mm-hmm. carbon in the materials is kind of the new frontier of looking at, the materials and how they're constructed, um, how they're put together, and how to minimize that. And oh. If you look at all the Democratic presidential candidates 
and their plans on climate change. The AIA just published a nice uh, voter's guide. And that's the American Institute of Architects. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, They all are calling for really um, dramatic cuts. I mean, like zero carbon, zero emission buildings by 2025. I think that's Yang. Um, you know, zero uh, emission buildings by 2030 or, you know, total zero carbon by 2050. Is that even possible? It's possible. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, of, of uh, new, but new it's really... Seems unlikely to me. Well, it's just, it's going to take a lot of political will. It's going to take mm-hmm. a lot of, it's going to take shifting incentives. I, I guess what And that's we're, new construction, not... Oh, it's and everything. Retro, everything. Everything. That's I mean, society. That's no more gas, no more fossil fuels. Okay. That's that, the thing. It's a, it's a paradigm shift. And I don't know if people really understand. Understand what we can't get for. the other pair. We can't. Can, we can't get any paradigm shift in our brains right now. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I mean, we. we uh, I wrote uh, because you guys suggested this as well um, about the thing going on in Madrid, uh, COP25, mm-hmm. yeah. um, where uh, the nations around the world are getting together and trying to solidify the agreement made in Paris in 2015. And, of course, uh, the United States has not sent any high-level people at all. There is a committee there. And basically Mm. what I can tell is the committee uh, from the United States is sticking spokes in the wheel and trying to make make the whole thing collapse. What what has happened to our country that we don't even care about the the greatest threat to humanity? A lot of us do Ever. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think all the... Things that have come out of the White House have actually fired up people to get on board. You know, if that's the one good thing that can come out of that. Mm. So let's get back, though, to the paradigm shift here that you guys – I mentioned rarefied air, and I I don't mean to use that as a pejorative. uh, But you guys are in a place where you can see the big picture and what what needs to be done. I think about all the small architectural firms – all the contractors trying to save money and skip steps, and then suddenly we're, we're, we're no longer carbon neutral. We're adding to it because, oh, this is cheaper. I got I to gotta make the client happy. I hear this all the time in, in horticulture, especially when it comes to lawns uh, and, and all the chemicals and all the nasty stuff we put in lawns. Well, the client wants it. You know? Well, mm. they don't want the chemicals. They just don't want the weeds. And they want a perfect lawn. Well, that's that's the result of that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you tell clients? You got to lead. You have the leadership. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But how and do you? Easier said than done. When they say, "Well, well I bring mean, bring it under budget." The thing is, Nate and I have both designed zero energy buildings, and and yeah, we're early adopters, and mm-hmm. people who call us are early adopter types. We're hoping that that gets to be a lot broader, and it yeah. needs to get. I, I yeah. guess that's what I'm saying is it's a disconnect right now between what the people in leadership on this are thinking we need to do and what we're doing right now. It's a, it's a big. And, and where the lobbyist money is coming from. Oh, for sure. That's a big problem, but you know, the good thing is. (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll just skip over that. Yeah. (laughs) That's too hairy of a thing here, but um, yeah, I mean, the good thing is every day renewable energy is getting cheaper Mm -hmm. and it's getting clearer how bad fossil fuels are. And so wanting to decarbonize, you know, we're starting to do homes that are all electric so that we don't have any carbon coming in for the for the house itself. Right, right. And then, like I said, the next big thing is going to be keep working on the materials. What are some low-carbon materials? What are materials that actually sequester carbon? 
And there's you know, some interesting choices starting to pop so, up. So bringing this back to the, the Passive House side of things, uh, Passive House really focuses on conservation first. And so, mm-hmm. Mike, this ties into what you're doing on your house. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's the stuff you can see and touch, like solar panels and really efficient heat pumps. Sure. And then there's all the stuff you can't see and can't touch, like efficiency. Mm-hmm. And that's where the biggest gains are to be had and the least expensive uh, gains, or I should say loss, uh, cutting down our energy and making – we're not going to get to an all-renewable um, fed en- uh, energy source if we don't cut down the waste like by 75%. And it's, it's possible, but it's a rethinking of well, we've, buildings. We've, we've, we've imposed these, uh, these uh, deadlines on ourselves, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm not sure they're re- – no. We got I, don't, I don't think they're realistic, okay? Now, I think they're necessary – they're necessary but unrealistic. Mm. So how, how do we deal, do with, deal with that? that? Yeah. Well, well, you Gre- just keep going. I yeah. mean, you know, Gre- Greta has her way, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, fire, light the fire. But yeah, you're right. If, if we're a very but, divided, but, but you know, country, she's a communicator. She's not uh, boots on the ground. She's not a policymaker. Yeah, right. she's not a policymaker. She's not an architect. She's not a contractor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love what she's doing, and I can't believe she's taking all this heat. Uh, oh, yeah. About it, which is yeah. insane. It's yeah. just leave the sixteen-year-old alone, please. Okay, she's doing fine with that. Actually, yeah, it's pretty she, impressive how she handles it. Yeah, that it. she changed her Twitter profile. Right, <laughs> Bing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she got the yeah. Bing on that one. Well, you know, and I'm kind of jumping ahead to you got an award recently, and we'll talk about that. But it, when I went through the award winners, it was nice to see that there was an affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, construction up yeah. there that got an award too. Linda Mo Baker's uh, Tierra Linda yeah. in Chicago. Actually, Chicago yeah. had a great showing at the Passive House National Conference. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that, because we talked about the, the COP25, but also the Passive House Conference in D.C. just ended mm-hmm. uh, the other week, um, and uh, you won a couple of awards. Yeah. Or you won an That's award, good. two awards for one building, yeah. right? Yeah, a house we did for uh, a wonderful couple out in Donners Grove. And that's uh, Tom Bassett Dilly, by the way. That Yeah, uh, yeah, the... That's the architect. Yeah, the the owner is Tom Smith mm-hmm. and his family. But uh, yeah, so they, we got a single family, best single family, and um, and source zero, meaning it's a building that makes as much energy, <laughs> it makes an, more than enough energy. Gosh, I, I can't get I'm getting tongue tied <laughs> on this. It offsets the amount of energy it uses every mm-hmm. year by its solar panel, and they have a, a little Tesla like Nates that. Um, they charge with that solar. And it's a rail, small so. home. It is. It's about 1,800 square yeah. feet. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the things that Jerry liked about it. It's like, okay, if we're really going to do this, we're not going to build too big. It's not a, it's, it doesn't it, have it's a basement. A, it's an attainable design for people. Yeah. Although I will say that one uh, amazing slide that Sam Rashkin, who's uh, the guy who started DOE Energy Star, he's an architect, talks about this stuff, showed in his uh, presentation was the uh, the graphs of median family income against median home price and it just continues to diverge mm. wildly. Single family homes are expensive. Yeah. Well, so- uh, as I read on one of your sites, I can't remember. I was looking at both of them. Um, the larger scale you do, the easier it is to stay in budget. If you're doing a single family, it, it's going to cost more per square foot per square foot. If it's smaller, th- th- yes. so if you can do a large building, it's <laughs> the conundrum. Uh, yeah, because you people want to live in their homes, but you need but- to do it at all scales. So affordable yeah. housing, small and big. You need yeah. to be able to and you know ratchet the bigger houses mm-hmm. down a bit, but they're going to do them one way or the other, and yeah. they're they're ready, willing, and able. So get them to do it. And, uh, and part of why I brought up that affordable housing, the Tierra Linda, um, we were talking paradigm shift. 
you know, that's bringing it to a different population that may not consider that they could live in a house that's more energy efficient. Oh, yeah. And that equity side of things is so important because if you get people who are uh, struggling with their budget anyway and they have Mm -hmm. to pay a lot in energy and live in an uncomfortable unhealthy situation that's just that's just terrible that's <laughs> you yeah. i'm raising my yeah. hand because that's my you know you you alluded to this earlier uh the work i'm having done on my house and uh i've talked about this on mighty house home improvement radio with ron calgo because ron, yes give him a big dean what it was a loud one uh ron is doing the work on my home here's the problem i have a, several problems um i have a 130 year old home um, it's a barn. It's a barn. And um, we have so much air circulation and heat loss um, the, that what we're doing – okay, well, what we're doing is we're insulating it. We're insulating the balloon frame walls. We're going to put in new windows. Uh, tuck pointing, which is not about air efficiency but other <laughs> water efficiency mm-hmm. at the base of the home. Um, I had to get a grant to do this. And – um, I'm lucky I qualified. I, I had to go through a lottery. I had my name pulled out of a hat so that I could afford this. Otherwise, I would be spending yet another winter in this icy cold home, spending a lot of money on energy. This mm. is not sustainable. And no. yet, um, I look on your sites and, I, and the number of uh, uh, square feet that needs to be changed over is like some... Two point five trillion or something, or is it billion? I don't know. On on one of the sites I saw there, so probably the twenty thirty site. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and both of you have twenty thirty uh, groups, and twenty thirty seems and, to be. And the what magic. is twenty thirty? Yeah. First off, so uh, so I'm the national co chairman of the AIA's twenty thirty commitment. So it's mm-hmm. a program from the AIA um, to help architects get to net zero and it's being done in a stepped fashion. So currently we want to be 70% better for every building type than a 2003 equivalent in 15 days that jumps to 80%. Every five years it gets, mm-hmm. you know, tighter and at 2030 it goes to zero. And so we're trying to sign up lots of architects. We currently have 600 uh, firms, which are a lot of big firms too. So it's a lot of actual buildings and we're trying to double that in three years and lots of other things. And there's a 2030 that you're involved with. It's the same group. Oh, it's yeah. the same yeah. group. We're all because I was of trying it. to figure from from the sites. Okay, yeah. Good. Well, 2030 is a big year and it's a big goal. All right, that's uh, Tom Bassett, Dilly, Nate Kipkis. We're talking sustainable architecture. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. It's the holiday season, and City Grange, Chicago's newest and most unique garden center, has everything you need to decorate and celebrate. Christmas trees, locally grown in Wisconsin, wreaths, swag, custom holiday containers, and more. Pick them up or have them delivered. Grab unique gifts for the gardener in your life. And don't forget, Mike Novak and the Frozen Robins stop by on Thursday, December 19th at 6.30 p.m., 5500 Northwestern Avenue at Catalpa. CityGrange.com. Learn. Shop. Jingle. 2019 marked 20 years of Faith in Place, empowering people of all faiths to be leaders in caring for the earth. Not only that, right now is the 10th annual season of the Indoor Winter Farmers Market Program. Enjoy fresh local food from November to April at Indoor Farmers Markets, hosted by 16 Chicagoland Houses of Worship on select Saturdays and Sundays. Faith in Place accepts Illinois Link Card SNAP benefits. For a market schedule and more info, go to faithinplace.org. Our organizations we practice every day. And if you'd like to join us, 
join us, come join us, just think a part of join us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary Tyler Moore moment. <laughs> That's the punchline, Andrew. That's why why we had to put that up there. Welcome back to the Mike. No, I almost took out the Mary Tyler Moore moment there. It's uh, welcome back to the show. I I'll bet you haven't watched a lot of Dick Van Dyke show, have you, Andrew? Uh, I have not. No. Okay, there you go. I will show you that clip on YouTube so you understand how that bit works. Uh, welcome back to the program. We're talking uh, sustainable, you know, and this is a good time to talk about sustainable architecture and uh, the sorts of things that uh, we were mentioning before, uh, net zero and 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 all of that um, that I can never remember um, well, and, because and, it's cold. And, and, you know, as we get into the cold yeah. weather, this is when you think about these things. And I was actually going to take two steps back for people that don't understand what net zero is, all the talk of getting to net zero. What does that mean for the average homeowner? You want to take that, Nate? You're the 2030 chair. Well, there's there's a couple different ways to define it, but basically you're producing as much energy as you use over the course of a year. So it doesn't mean you're off the grid. That's a whole other Mm -hmm. thing that is very difficult, if not impossible, in this climate, or at least this current climate. And you don't mean the Temperature, weather. you mean the political climate and the... No, administ- temperature. Oh, so like, oh, as it okay. gets warmer, so you, you do mean it that. will be a little easier, but that's not a great thought. Right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. I No, no, it's not a great thought that we're going to get that much warmer. Sure. It's like living on the street in uh, Chicago versus living on the street in L.A. Yeah. I so, think, I think like we'll that. be pretty close to uh, uh, Louisiana here in about, what, 10 years? Less? Uh, you know, we do. Hard to know. That's that seems uh, exaggerated. Uh, well, I know. I saw a chart on that a while. Climate moving north. We, but yeah, it's. Uh, we do a lot of energy modeling, both of us, and uh, there are available some weather statistics of future weather, and you start to look at that and, go, like Tom's saying, like, yeah, it's as if the country's temperature is moving northward. But anyway. <laughs> No, no, but, but more that, more happy thoughts. Yeah, no, right. no, but 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 the point being, uh, we'll as, uh, and we mentioned this uh, during the break when we were talking about this, and we started this conversation uh, in the last segment, which is how do you afford this? There's a lot of people listening to the show right now say, well, that's good for them. They can build something from scratch, and you look at some of your designs and you go, oh, those people have money. Isn't that nice? Uh, I don't have that money. Um, and I can't do that. So how do I survive this world, especially when there are billions of homes across the world that need to have these treatments? So there are options at every price level. It's just the options narrow in some respects. Um, we were involved with the Green Homes for Chicago back in mm-hmm. 1999 and the Green Bungalow Initiative, which was about renovation, which yeah. is, you know, you look at Chicago, we're 99% built or whatever. It's it's mainly about rehabs. I mean, we're lucky we get to work on both uh, new homes and rehabs, but most people are working with what they have. And, you know, I think the thing is that um, if you have the opportunity to really change a surface like you're going to redo your siding or you're going to do a gut on the interior – then you have an opportunity there to make a big difference in your energy without much of an upgrade in cost. And you can justify that over a, mm-hmm. you know, 10-year energy savings, something like that. But but what we do for a lot of clients is uh, we'll kind of master plan their way to zero 
and say, all right, right now, here are the things you can do that you plan to do that are part of the work that you're looking at right now, or that you can always do, like you can retrofit insulate without too much inconvenience. Mm -hmm. But yeah, doing a gut rehab and replacing your mechanicals is kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's very expensive. So just like Tom was saying, so maybe you can't do everything now, but you pre-wire, you put a conduit up to the roof where you think the solar panels will go. You pre-wire to the garage for electric car charging. Mm -hmm. You bring a conduit down for a battery system in the mechanical room. That costs next to nothing, and then that way you don't have to rip the walls up later. And the other interesting thing that I've always wanted to do is hook up painters and insulators because when a painter comes in and starts painting the perimeter walls, you're never going to paint them again. You have an opportunity to insulate right there and then paint, and then Uh you're done. Yeah. It's like a nice little synergy. That Those holes you're getting drilled on the outside, you can do that from the inside, too. On a well, I building. know that. And we decided that the outside <laughs> was, was a better way to go with yeah. this house because we have wood. Uh, shing- uh, I keep saying shingles. Uh, siding. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and the city came, uh, and we got the grant from the city, and we had to, we had to bid this out. Um, and they just assumed we're going to slap on Tyvek and vinyl siding. And Kathleen and I said, no, that will ruin the character of this house. We don't, we, we don't want yeah. that. No no vinyl siding. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, why? Are you guys uh, opposed to That's vinyl? That's a, ba- a bad material yeah. health-wise. And, uh, Another petroleum product. Yeah. And it'll just... Crack and, and peel and, and a short, throw short away. But, that, but that's yeah. a throwaway but that's, material. And endocrine disruptor when they make it. Oh, my it's very, goodness. Very bad. Yeah. Well, you might as well roll in your lawn then with all the chemicals on it, too, <laughs> yeah. and, and, yeah. and eat, eat some grass yeah. uh, if yeah. you're going to put and, that and, on. And, and, yeah, stay there but, while but they're... That's, that's de rigueur to put... Uh, oh, vinyl, it's, it's vinyl. Cheap. Everybody puts yeah. the vinyl siding on. That's every house does that. They looked at us like we were from Mars when we said, "No, we're going to drill the holes in the wall and we're going to blow in cellulose." Well, yeah, and there's a lot of people that say they'd rather spend the money inside than outside. So let's just put up the cheap vinyl siding and be done with it. Vinyl is so cheap because it's a byproduct of making gasoline, yeah. and there's it's... they don't have anything to do with it. So we've got this whole infrastructure of these. Vinyls and plastics everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if Ron's listening because if he is, I'd, I'd love his comment on that. I mean, you know, he he does, again, it's what does the client see? What does the client think is, is efficient um, and often inexpensive? Um, and you guys now have then have to do the selling job on this. Um, but this brings up the point about the materials and how difficult this is because there's no perfect choice. It's mm-hmm. like... You know, it's all right. tra- trade off. Yeah, there's it's a yeah. trade off. There's all kinds of compromises. Yeah, in we're, this. Yeah, we're we're stepping out of the what we have right now, which is so reliant on petroleum mm-hmm. industry and moving towards something else. But right, yeah, I, I remember having a crisis really early on in my career, wanting to make like the perfect building. I'm like, you know, as soon as I drive a truck to bring materials there, I'm compromised. So. You know, I could just make a little wood lean-to in the woods, but that's not exactly what we're looking <laughs> no, for shelter-wise. No. <laughs> so how about somebody who's got a, just a small budget and might be doing a kitchen remodel? You know, I saw some photos that you had in, in your um, article about going all electric. Mm. Um, a kitchen is going to be about materials and kind of the health healthiness of the mm-hmm. products, the adhesives and the sealants and stuff like that, um, where it's made. You know, it's not necessarily a great thing to get um, cabinets from the other side of the world. It'd be good to get the, the, Midwestern yeah. cabinets, right? Um, With low VOC yes. and everything else. Oh, yeah. Healthy but if, materials. But if you want to phase out gas, yeah, you can go to an induction cooktop, which is all of our new projects and a lot of our remodels are all electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We eliminate gas. Um, 
and put it in an induction cooktop, which is not like cooking on electricity like a resistance thing at all. And I think that's part of the problem because I have when, – when you say electric – I think of the old baseboards, no. and, oh, yeah. and this is night and day. I, yeah. Well, I know, and and, and the old but, stove with the with the red glowing, no, yeah. thing. With the no, no, red no, no, glowing no. thing, it's, and, and you and you yeah. don't touch it when it's glowing red. Okay, right. I just want to let you know. Yeah, uh, but the, I was, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I I was when I read your article about uh, Nate. Uh, Nate, and, and, and by the way, you can find a lot of this information at my website, MikeNovak.net. I've got a lot of links here to stuff they're doing. You wrote about electric being most uh, sustainable uh, way to heat your home. And I thought, well, yeah, if you think about it for 10 seconds, that's absolutely true because it might use fossil fuels, but it might not. Whereas gas is a fossil fuel That's and right. end of story, end of competition right there. And every day the grid is getting more renewable. Mm-hmm. And so it's moving towards that. You can't wait till the grid's perfect. You know, let's start now. Let's get everything electric. Like Tom said, induction cooktops, air source or ground source heat pumps. Um, there's an air source water heater that takes heat out of the air and puts out cold air. And same with a dryer. And so those are the four things that normally use natural gas. But what we, you know, we're the largest gas producer in the world right now. And that's, you know, everybody. Fracking. Yay. USA. USA. Quote, clean energy. Great great article in the New York Times uh, last week about methane. You know, everybody thought it was all coming from cows. But there's a ton of it coming from natural gas where they're supposed to be burning it off. They're supposed to be Mm -hmm. containing it. And they're not. Somebody did an infrared study, and it's it's huge. Wow. So, yeah, natural gas is is uh, yeah, it's better than coal, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually with all the methane. Well, it's that's not supposed to be the right. transition energy source. No, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're past that. we're past that. Yeah. Right. And we're, fracking, we're, of course, has got all kinds of problems that everybody knows. But uh, ask the people in Oklahoma who never used to have earthquakes. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay. Oh, um, so I, I, uh, we're going to have to break here in a second. But Nate, uh, we talked about one of Tom's homes. I want to talk about the Foursquare in Chicago that you did, and uh, you did some interesting retrofitting on it. And I look at that. My my home's not brick, okay, uh, but. Um, and, and, and I'd like to ask about the difference between brick and wood frames a, as well. Uh, how does that make a difference in, in the work you're doing? Uh, we have uh, Nate Kipnis in the studio along with Tom Bassett and Dilly. We're talking sustainable ways to build your home. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Did you know most farmers travel less than 10 miles to bring fresh food to farmer's markets? In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. We all know that local food is fresher, healthier, and better for the environment. Here are a couple of more reasons to love your local farmer's markets. Farmers get about 17.4 cents out of every dollar of food delivered to grocery stores, but they get 90 cents out of every dollar from farmer's market sales. More than 50% of farmer's markets now accept some type of voucher for food assistance programs. What's not to love? Find a farmer's market near you by going to localharvest.org, eatwellguide.org, or the USDA Farmer's Market Directory. I'm Green Diva Meg. Listen to over 500 Green Divas podcasts and learn lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com.
Hello, this is Brock from Hero Power. Dirty Power is suffocating Chicago. Stop paying for coal to burn and choose the easiest way to switch to clean energy today. Hero Power offers a no-hassle option for Illinois residents to pay for renewable electricity sources like wind and solar and keep paying the same rate as they did with ComEd. The same rate. It's a no-brainer. Your money goes toward renewable energy and you avoid long-term contracts, termination fees, or the need to schedule another appointment. You can do all of this in just three minutes and drastically reduce your carbon footprint right now. So don't just complain about climate change. Do something about it. By switching to Hero Power, you take a huge step towards cutting carbon emissions and utilizing our natural wind and solar energy. It's a reliable and convenient way to switch to paying for premium electricity at no extra cost. Let's fight for a clean energy future together. Get clean energy in just a few clicks at MyHeroPower.com. Enroll today at MyHeroPower.com. This is Mark Dvorak, and you're getting environmentalism, gardening, green living, local food information, and sometimes even humor. Sometimes musical humor on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki every Sunday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. on WCGO Radio Taco Bell's chicken. We played that not too long ago, but I, I think when the chicken people were on. But I think a lot of people play Taco Bell during the holidays. And uh, Tom, get off the floor, please. <laughs> I, I was just having a little nap. He, he was uh, re-engineering <laughs> the studio. He's uh, he's helping us now, put this just... together. Um, all right, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, uh, Tom Bassett, Dilly, Nate Kipnis in studio, and Ron Cowgill on. On Facebook. What did what did Ron say? Anything? He says Nate makes us install things correctly and won't let us use vinyl siding. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. So uh, that's from uh, the guy who's actually putting it together. Uh, you wanted to get uh, something across. It's a very good uh, point, Nate. Uh, we talked about it during the break, and that's you don't do things in isolation. It's not windows, and it's not the heater. Uh, you know, separately, you have to think of the whole system, don't you? Right. So the the key thing, kind of what we've been talking about, is the perimeter being really tight, and that means windows and insulation. If you do them one at a time, the heat just goes right around that. It doesn't really care. And then the mechanical <laughs> system then gets to be downsized correctly, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, maybe it's a different control system that works that. And that really all needs to be done relatively at the same time. Uh, but that's awesome. I mean, awesome. Also, uh, that can be expensive. If you do one at a time, and this is the way people think. You know, people like me uh, who are, are trying to save a few bucks and 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 they know they need to have this done. They think, well, I could get the furnace done, and then in a couple of years mm. I can do the windows, and in yeah. a couple of years yeah, I – That's backwards, yeah. What, 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 you're doing, what you're doing is right. You, you insulate first. You insulate – Merry Christmas, everybody. But you're, you're, what you're doing is right. You, you insulate first, yeah, and then your mechanical system doesn't need to be as big, yeah, right. And so then you go ahead and replace that the next year or five years right. down the road. I guess what what Nate's saying, where the way I hear it is, it's best if you can do it all at once, but you can also plan it to be phased. And and we also 
during the break we were talking about if you can't do it right off the bat, pre-wire for solar panels, pre-wire for an electric mm-hmm. car, pre-wire for the battery. Yeah. In a you, if you've wow. got a wall open, take care of yeah, everything. Yeah, and it's dirt cheap to run some empty conduit around. That's a smart move. Can I retrofit to do electric in this house? I oh, mean, yeah. I've got this forced air system that oh, yeah. sure. I would love to get rid of. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. What's really cool about these air source heat pumps that we've been using, we, uh, you know, like Fujitsu, Mitsubishi, mm-hmm. there's an outdoor unit that looks like an air conditioner, but it's smaller and it's way more efficient. And it runs in air conditioning mode and also runs in heating mode. But what's uh-huh. really interesting wow. about it, when it comes to the inside, it can have a number of different systems to deploy that heating and cooling. It can be a, just a box mounted up high on the wall, like a, you know, ductless kind. But you can also have fully ducted, and then there's sort of things in between that kind of look like that. So, um, so you you could replace your furnace basically with a mm-hmm. air source heat pump blower. Okay, let's. Uh, we're going over my house right after. Okay, this. yeah, <laughs> and and we're going to we're going to plot this. Is. So, how does cost compare on something like that to replacing, uh, just say a two thousand square foot home furnace with a new Mitsubishi system? Uh, depends. Yeah. On, it depends on how you do it, how you duct it. I mean, you've got duct you know, work if you, there. If you're taking, yeah, you're if, you're, if you have a duct, it's a 50 year old house. Gosh, you're I, taking I, it out. I'm no. not going to go yeah, on there saying that. Yeah, the problem is we've got about you know 18 to 20 decades of homes, and yeah. it's like really yeah. difficult to just throw out a. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious how the how the cost would even compare. If okay, your your furnace is your furnace is, and then you have that whole thing of letting the furnace go till it absolutely dies and you have to do something versus planning ahead and figuring it out. But that's a different topic. <laughs> Plan ahead? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. What do you, I, what? I don't think it's a magnitude of difference. I think it's relatively small. Um, but I, I would need to I'll, – I'll look that up and yeah, I'll I'm post it curious. on your uh, – Yeah, I'm So uh, uh, a couple of things. Uh, correction on something I said before we went to the break about the, the home in Chicago there. Nate, would you want to correct me on that? Um, yeah, the one you're referring to, that is a new house. It looks – uh, it definitely fits into the urban fabric. It looks like it's always been there. I thought and, it was a retrofit. Well, and that's that's maybe a good thing you think that. And so sometimes, I mean, it looks great. That's the other thing. Uh, I could tell you right now about the ugly uh, but ugly home that's across from mine because they tore down an old frame house and put up this box across the street with vinyl siding. With uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it has that, but I, I have to look at this all the time. It might be efficient. I don't know. I know it's ugly. Well, <laughs> I do know that. Well, the trick with architecture is to mix art and technology. You can't just do one or the other. So, you're here. Um, or neither. Or neither, right. <laughs> so Especially so you took a lot of the, the materials that were in the old building and, and refurbished them Well, and so they, them. No, no, no. So this oh, okay. was... I got it wrong again. Okay. <laughs> it was deconstructed, and there's a couple companies that do that, and you get a great tax break out of that. Ah, so you okay. should definitely look into that if anyone's going to be doing that. Um, but what we did do is on that street, which is West Wilson, um, there's a number of homes that are that look similar, and we made it just fit into that, even though it's new. But yeah. we like to look at how old homes used to work before yeah. energy got cheap. So there's natural ventilation in there. There's yeah. the ability to have uh, remote skylights up at the top. You can open low windows. You get a great breeze through it. We've got uh, transom windows over the doors to let the air go into the rooms. I have windows that haven't been opened in decades in my house. So I'm kind of wondering, yeah. when when I have windows that work, what's that going to do to the airflow it'll in help. the house? Yeah, I know it'll help. I think uh, it's going to be wonderful. I, I mean, the idea that in the spring I can open my windows finally and get air 
in my mm. house yeah, is good flow through is it. a really right. weird concept. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, there's it's a barn, as I said, so we get lots of air in there anyway. <laughs> so it's neat that transoms are basically state of the art, nineteen hundred. You know, they're really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, yeah, the airflow is all good to get that. And sometimes we set up the skylights uh, to work on different sides. So if it's a noisy street, you can pick the other side so you don't mm. get the noise coming through. And, Tom, you you mentioned uh, before we go, we got two minutes left, yeah. uh, that you're working on a, a multi. Uh, yeah, we're uh, Passive House Consultants on a 45-unit multifamily going for net zero, hoping to qualify for uh, Illinois Clean Energy Community Foundation grant. Nice. Which is a program called the Zero Energy Building Grant, and it's a huge boon to the zero energy world for not-for-profits uh, or municipal entities. So, yeah, that one, uh, we're at five stories of residential. We're pushing the limit of what you can do with net zero. Um, and cost delta, we haven't got all the numbers in yet, but it looks like it's less than a 10% upcharge to get this really super efficient envelope and big solar array. And that's rentals? That's rentals. Yeah, you know, so park. Wow, that'd be great. That that yeah. see visionary that, client. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, anybody can do. Yes, let's do the quick uh, hit for you, Nate, because you've got a, a new operation happening uh, in another state. Yeah. So as of the first of the year, we're going to have a presence in Boulder, Colorado, which is where I went to undergrad. Congrats. And I kind of like the fact that it's Evanston and Boulder and mm. not Chicago and Denver. I think that that's, <laughs> the, that's yeah. kind of more me. Selective, yeah. Right. Yeah. Every little liberal college town will be next. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're trying to take over the world over. here. Well, uh, no, just wanting to get into Boulder a little bit. That's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. well, I Receptive want... audience. Uh, yes, yes. Sure. Uh, and give me, uh, well, I'll, I'll just do it for you. Um, uh, tbdayarchitects.com is Tom Bassett Dilly's uh website and uh kipness a-r-c-h kipness arc.com is the website you can find it at mine mikenovak.net you guys are great we're going to do this thanks. again Love right. to. in another five months right yeah all right thanks for coming in it's the mike novak show with peggy malek captain's log started 42326.1 the enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form mr wolf status report they appear to be perambulating vegetables we are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. You're listening to Smart Talk. WCGO. 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. W240EH. Evanston, Chicago. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. This hour is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts. Every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root, and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? Unbelievable. All I need is good food to eat. Unbelievable. All I need is good food to eat. Keep dancing. All I need is good food to make me 
Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki and a- Andrew. <laughs> I got to tell you, Andrew, the uh, we went back uh, on here and all of the new stuff that I put in has oh, disappeared. Boy. All of the stuff. Oh, boy. I did not delete them. That's No, no, no. That's because it, stuff it, it was here earlier and then when we replugged, now it's all disappeared from the computer. So I'm just Which going. should have nothing to I, do with I, each other. I, I, we had some studio rehab happening over the break, folks. I cannot <laughs> believe it. I just want to tear my hair out right now. Welcome back to the show. This is not normal. This is, I can't even play that. I can't That's believe that. All right, all right. So we we get the box up and running, and then the computer files all disappear. Uh, and I'm thinking I've got to reboot. We, we have a four minute break coming up shortly. I know it. I'm going to do that. In fact, I'm going to reboot right now. Um, even as we speak. So welcome back to Hour 2 of today's show while you're rebooting. (laughs) Uh, Are are we having fun yet? Uh, Welcome back to the show. And in this hour, it's... uh, Free for all. It is. No, it's free fall. There's a difference. (laughs) A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, Yeah. In fact, we uh, we invite our listeners to call us at 877-711-5611. Talk about anything you want. I don't care. I don't care if it's garden-related. I don't care if it's sustainability. If you want to talk about um, Saturday Night Live, that's great. If you want to talk about what else? Otherwise, we have a whole list. Something dumb. Uh, go ahead. Give us a call. Uh, or write it on Facebook, and we'll riff on it. Uh, but if you we, want to continue the energy discussion from the prior hour. Uh, we, wow, yeah. that could have just gone on and on. Those guys are great. They are just... Nate Kipnis and, and Tom Daly. Uh Yeah. And uh, um, I just think they're wonderful, and they're going to be back because uh, they know so much about it. But, you know, I think the questions we ask are real, which is who can do this realistically? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm glad they're they're on it. That's their job. Uh, but, but but these goals are, yeah. are really nightmarish. Well, one of the things we were talking about um, after we wrapped up in a little bit on the break, too, was to plan ahead that we were talking specifically furnaces or air conditioning units, that rather than just going, my furnace is out, you're in a panic, you've got to buy something new, start doing your research now. If you are interested in getting something more energy efficient, if you are interested in saving some money, start researching. See what other systems are out there, what your options are, what might need to be done. Um, The whole plan ahead they were talking about of adding conduit and adding wiring now, even if you don't think you're going to have an electric car for five years, but you're doing some renovation work, put it in now. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead so it's not a big expense later or it's not a surprise. Or you can get that electric heat pump that you want because you've already spec'd it out. And it's not 10 degrees and you need a new furnace and you have to get whatever you can get. Exactly. Hey, and a couple of things coming up that I want to let folks know about. Um, uh, and we'll talk more in the next segment about It's a Wonderful Slice. Mm-hmm. Because that happens next week. And City Grange. And, no, no, no. That's what I'm going to talk about now. Um, we'll get to Wonderful Slice later because it's going to be a cast of thousands, um, <laughs> a, including Andrew, including Ellie, including Ron Cowgill and Rich Cowgill. And by the way, did you know Andrew's mom was on Mighty House yesterday? No. Oh, yeah. And I said, was fun. do I have to get her on my show now, too? Is that how that works, Andrew? I mean, she wrote a book about our ranch in North Dakota. I don't know if that connects to... It probably does. The children's book, but there you go. Uh, uh, you have to show me the book, and I then we'll, we'll see if we can do it. Absolutely. Uh, but this uh, Thursday, the 19th, 
Uh, the Frozen Robins are appearing at City Grange, 5500 Northwestern Avenue at Catalpa in Chicago at 6.30. 6.30 to 8, we'll be caroling and, and having fun and drinking cider and... and libations. Libations. Bring your friends, bring your enemies. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll talk more about that when we come back. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. I'm going to turn on a computer. That's not just a tree in your yard. It's an investment. It's a windbreak. It's a natural work of art. It's part of the family, which is why you want Bartlett tree experts to care for your trees. Now is a great time to go to Bartlett.com and see what they can do for you. Did you know that winter's a prime time to have your trees pruned? One of the reasons is that without leaves, the structure of the tree is easier to evaluate. Also, it's a great time to inspect your trees for any visibly hazardous conditions or structural issues. It's also easier now to work around a garden when the ground is frozen. Even during the growing season, Bartlett utilizes the most effective and environmentally sensitive methods to control tree pests, such as beneficial insects to manage the bad insects. And did we mention that Bartlett is the industry leader in safety? Whether it's a small residential project or a major commercial renovation, contact an arborist representative at Bartlett and get a free estimate because every tree needs a champion. Go to Bartlett.com. Illinois has become a national leader in solar energy installation, and right now you can save 60 to 70% on installation costs. You want it for your home or business, but you don't know where to start. So give our friends at Albright Solar a call. Albright Solar offers a boutique, hands-on approach to your situation. They know the ins and outs of local solutions, and we've worked with them for a decade. They're good people, and they know their stuff. Go to albright.solar or call 773-887-6446. Farm Forward is helping to change the way our world eats and farms to promote conscientious food choices, reduce farmed animal suffering, and advance sustainable agriculture. We are changing policy, changing farming, and changing the story by working with farmers to build alternatives that put animals, farmers, and communities first. To learn more about Farm Forward's work to end animal suffering and advance sustainable agriculture, visit www.farmforward.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter and find out what you can do to help. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Farm Forward. Make a little birdhouse in your soul, not to put too fine a pine on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. All right, welcome back to the show. Yeah, what a great lead-in. We thought we had, why? Oh, that's true, because we're talking It's Christmas about, bird count time. Yeah. Talk, about us, that. talk to us about Christmas. You know, Christmas. it need a little jingle bells in the background, but hey. You know, it's uh, Christmas bird count happens every year. We had Judy Pollock on last year. She joined us to talk about the bird counts, um, but this is an annual event sponsored by organizations throughout the world, including the Audubon Society. Uh-huh. Um, and it starts December 14th. That was yesterday through January 5th. And basically Christmas bird count is um, experienced birders and new birders and everybody in between getting together um, and contributing to citizen science by going out, observing the winter birds and doing account of the birds that is all tallied up and turned in um, to kind of track what's going on in the bird world. You know, what what's happening with populations, mm-hmm. which species are here, which species are missing, who are the stray species, et cetera. Um, the, uh, there's, there's a lot of different things happening. Some of the big ones are Chicago Lakefront bird count, which is always on Christmas Day. So you can get out on the lakefront on Christmas, go count the birds, Get away from whatever's going on in your house. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's that's the reason you go out uh, is to get away from the family. Yeah. definitely. Uh, Evanston North Shore Bird Count uh, happens on December twenty eighth, and the Waukegan Christmas Bird Count is always on New Year's Day morning. Uh huh. Thinking maybe I'll head up there this year if it's not too cold. That could be interesting. I've never done a Christmas bird count. I've got a surprise that because you, you, I'm you're, always too busy. Um, <laughs> I guess. All right. I'm always too busy, but um, you don't need to be in National Audubon Society or belong to any group at all. Um, I'm going to put a link up. Ellie will put a link up, but you can go to the National Audubon Society's website, look up bird counts, and find all the local ones. And you can also look up a lot of the local birding groups as well. Yeah, and it, it, it's easy. It's fun. Bring the family. Uh, you might learn something about birds. I And have fun and get outside. Yeah, we talked last year uh, on uh, our holiday show right before the big holiday about um, about that with uh, Judy Pollack. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one in, in the ditch, as you remember. I know. I Except make not of, on Christmas. Not on Christmas. Uh, and... <laughs> I mean, we, count, well, she could be. We don't count, know this, counting but birds. I don't think no, so. she, she counts, counting birds. Counting birds from a ditch. And she said that was like the last place available. So <laughs> I uh, think she called us from there. Go, hey, I'm. <laughs> I know. So it's, yeah, but but it's you know it's just a great way, especially if you want to get into bird watching or you're interested in it or you just want to get outside. If it's a gorgeous day, it, it's it's an organized activity where you're going to learn something and have some fun. And then, from what I've heard, quite often they go out for breakfast afterwards. So. There's that now, too. Now, now I'm interested. Now we got your attention. Now I'm interested in it. <laughs> you know, speaking of breakfast and speaking of food, I saw. You know, here we go in the holidays, and I know. Did you? Okay, I got to ask. Did you ever get your garlic in the ground? Yes. There you go. And I got the last of the bulbs in. What was it last Saturday before it got cold? Okay. Well, it's going to get warm again. I mean, yeah, but by that point, it's and, too and, late. And that's a message to you folks who are sitting there and go, "Oh, I never got my bulbs in the ground." It's going to be in the 40s later in the week. You can put them in. Do it. Just get it done. They sit in your garage. You lose them. Mm-hmm. All right. But you get them they, in the they ground. They become now. pate for the chipmunks. Right. But I, I I got this notice from Renee's Garden um, about uh, their closeout sale, forty uh, percent off on remaining garlic. <laughs> and I got that this week. I got this like mm-hmm. three days ago. Uh, and I thought, okay. Now, obviously, there are parts of the country that are warmer than we are. Yeah. Uh, where you might put that in the ground, but I'm telling you. Get the hard neck garlic in. You, you could still do it. You could do it. So uh, they uh, they have that. And then uh, uh, then my buddy uh, David Tenenbaum sent me stuff about Seeds of Change. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if I could find it. Uh, and, of course, I'm not going to be able to find it. But uh, there's something. Oh, and I did I close the uh, – I've closed everything. Okay, that's that's good. Good, Michael. Because uh, yeah, he was telling me about about that, and and you know, these uh, speaking of holidays, these are kinds of gifts. Yes, that you can give to people. That, uh, in fact, if I can find and, that, and you may even want to give a gift certificate for seeds as opposed to seeds, because you don't know what somebody might be growing in their yard. Absolutely, yeah, uh, and that was, you know, I was looking at some of the uh, articles about what you can do for the holidays. Uh, what's, there's a climate forward. Oh, that's being smart about holiday yeah. lights. There, I, there's a couple of climate forwards that, that came out, um, about giving for the holidays. This one is about, uh, let me get, let me get to the one. I'm doing a little search here. If you've got something in front of you, just grab it. Ah, okay. Um, but, uh, where is it here? Cause I'll change topics. 
but we can go on. With yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Change topics. So this was kind of interesting. I'll get um, back to it. Going Believe back me. to what we talked about last week with Adam Minter and um, resale and how fast fashion is rapidly filling up all of the resale shops and, and causing its own set of problems. There are several articles, including one in The Guardian, talking about Christmas sweaters mm-hmm. and all the cheap Christmas sweaters that uh, 95% of Christmas sweaters are made wholly or partly of plastic materials. A charity says the garment has become one of the worst examples of fast fashion, now recognized as hugely damaging to the environment. And um, this is the charity Hubbub analyzed 108 garments on sale this year from 11, 11 high expensive, um, 11 stores in Britain that are expensive and a bunch of lower cost brands. And it says that most people just go out and buy a new sweater, probably wear it once, throw it out or put it away and buy another one next year. Up to 65% of sweaters get worn once and that's it. And then they get thrown away and they're mostly made of plastic because they're acrylic Mm. and they have all the plastic reindeer and glitter and sequins and all that other stuff. And then they just wind up either in the landfill or going into the stream of unused clothes that we talked about last year, uh, last year, last week with Adam Minter. Yeah. So so rewear your Christmas sweaters or don't buy them to begin with. And there was an article in the New York Times about um, sustainable holiday shopping. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, they did a survey, half the respondents in the survey, which was conducted by the consulting firm Accenture said they would opt for lower carbon delivery options like slower shipping or in-store pickup if possible when doing their holiday shopping. Now, here's the problem. Are you thinking of yourself or are you thinking of the person who's supposed to receive the gift? Uh, you know, you think, oh, I got to get it there by Christmas. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe you don't. Um, and that's another thing. I went searching around about how sustainable all this fast delivery is, and it's not very Okay, because and it comes in giant boxes for something. Comes that's... in giant boxes, so there's a lot. The cardboard use is is astronomical, and the other thing is, if you want expedited delivery, often it's going to be a half filled van uh, or something, and um, that's just a huge waste of energy. Now, Amazon claims it's trying to uh, cut back its energy use, um, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll cop to it right here because I I'm I'm gonna be really honest. I do not use Amazon. I may have used it once or twice in my entire life. Mm-hmm. You will not find me on the prime list. All right. I don't believe in it. I don't want them taking over the world. Um, I'm sure you can get cheap stuff. Goody for you. Um, I'm not interested. Um, and I know I sound really old and cranky, <laughs> but I don't care if I sound really old and cranky. Um, because uh, it's putting businesses out of war, you know, people and businesses. Uh, uh, out of jobs and uh in in 2018 e-commerce generated 1.3 million tons of container board or cardboard yeah for e-commerce and online shipping so here's what this story says roughly half the people surveyed by Accenture said they'd be glad to give and receive secondhand things which again goes back to our conversation last week with Adam Minter uh and we're not talking about shabby casts off they write Think about distinctive collectibles, beautiful old books, vintage jewelry, and antique household items. And what I would say is, find it in your own home. Mm-hmm. I, I could, I could, <laughs> I could give people gifts for years based on what we have sitting around mm-hmm. our home right now, uh, or make it, something, 
uh, or or make something as long as you're not food. You, uh, well, that that's not bad. Um, when it comes to beauty products, which generally come with a lot of petroleum-based plastics, there are brands out there to help you recycle or reuse plastic containers. Others that aim for zero waste or sustainable packaging. You can even get vegan beauty products. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know about that. There's a lot of vegan beauty products out there. Yeah, yeah and, and you write about them in Natural Awakenings. So you're the expert here. <laughs> don't, don't don't make me talk about vegan, <laughs> vegan beauty products. Um and if you want to make a climate-friendly donation in someone's name instead of making mm-hmm. a purchase, you have a lot of options. There's just, you know, yeah. we, every week we talk about something. Or an experience. Take somebody on a bird count. Yep. Take somebody out on a hike. Uh, give them tickets to something. Give them tickets to a movie. Give them tickets to um, a museum, to an, a special exhibit, something like that, where they're going to learn, they're going to have fun. And you're not buying something that's entering into the waste stream, waste you know, stream down the road. And, I can't talk today. Uh, <laughs> and um, gift cards, if you want to go that route, uh, at least you're not buying stuff. If your friends want to buy stuff, they'll at least buy what they want. Um, you know, you uh, you talked about a meal. And you, as you said, maybe you could help them out. Maybe you could rake their yard and put the leaves, leave the leaves in the garden. Use a rake. Use a rake. Instead of a blower, we had a thing on on Facebook the other day about that. You, you tell us your story there, Peggy. Wow, I, I set off a firestorm on that one. Yes, you did. So Friday morning, two different lawn trucks were in the neighborhood with leaf blowers. Where they found the leaves to clean up, I don't know, but they were out. And I had a Friday rant that I put up on Facebook, and it is still going. Um, from people who understood where I was coming from and a lot of people who didn't and a lot of people who were saying, but there's still leaves and we need to, we need to do what the homeowners want us to do. Uh, they don't necessarily want you to blow them. They just want them away. They just want them removed. Well, and, and our friend Christy Weber at Christy Weber Landscapes wrote and said she's doing her best mm-hmm. uh, to get her workers to use rakes, but they, you know, it results, the blowers result uh, in less overtime. Yeah, less overtime, but she also added everything they pick up, they take back, and they compost. They, they compost it, so good for them for doing that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, this this goes, again, it goes back to the conversation we had in the first hour. What does the client want? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the client doesn't even know what the client wants. So just get the job done. If you can do it in a sustainable way, that's great. Or the contracting company doesn't know the alternatives. This is the way they've always done it. This is Uh what they figure they have to do. This is what they think people want. So they do it. They don't have the time or the resources or the the whatever to come up with a different way of doing it. Yeah. So uh, these are are things to – well, anyway, uh, that that got us off track. (laughs) Uh, down, down that rabbit but, hole. But w- what it does say is it's nuts that people are still out this time of year blowing leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, I know you still can, and they're still all over the place. Uh, at least if you're going to do that, put them into some, put, compost them, put them, on the, put them on the garden bed so they'll do some yeah, good. Do something with them. Yeah. And goes back to what you were saying of eco-friendly, as it were, holiday gifts. Give somebody a certificate to go rake their lawn. Exactly. So, there you go. Um, 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm distracted. <laughs> you're, you're distracted. I, I still think I could get this thing to work, and I and I I know that one at one point I. I remember once doing this, and I had turned something off accidentally, and it makes me wonder, have I done that? Have I hit hit the mute button here by accident in all the madness we were trying to get this? But uh, that's okay. Know. All right. We got, I don't know. We got about a minute left. Uh, the other story that I mentioned was the Christmas lights. Uh, be smart about Christmas lights. It says that uh, this time of year... Uh, between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, American suburbs are up to 50% brighter than usual. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Even after midnight. Our holiday lights are so impressive they can be observed from space. Some people never turn them off. The Energy Department estimates that Americans burn 6.6 billion wow. with a B kilowatt hours annually using holiday lights. That's enough electricity to power more than 800,000 homes for a year. Especially, uh, there's this place in Logan Square that does that. All right. We'll talk more about that when we come back. It's the Mike Novak <laughs> Show with Peggy Malecki, and we're in free fall. <laughs> it's the holiday season, and City Grange, Chicago's newest and most unique garden center, has everything you need to decorate and celebrate. Christmas trees locally grown in Wisconsin, wreaths, swag, custom holiday containers, and more. Pick them up or have them delivered. Don't forget, Mike Novak and the Frozen Robins stop by on Thursday, December 19th at 6.30 p.m. 5500 Northwestern Avenue at Catalpa, citygrange.com. Learn, shop, ho, ho, ho. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at Mike Now. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike, at MikeNovak.net. We're also at TheGreenDivas.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on the Smart Talk Radio Network. Podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. Sign up to get our newsletter on the homepage and support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. 2019 marked 20 years of faith in place, empowering people of all faiths to be leaders in caring for the earth. Not only that, right now is the 10th annual season of the Indoor Winter Farmer's Market Program. Enjoy fresh local food from November through April at Indoor Farmer's Markets, hosted by 16 Chicagoland Houses of Worship on select Saturdays and Sundays. Faith in Place accepts Illinois Link Card SNAP benefits. For a market schedule and more info, go to faithinplace.org. This is uh, dueling uh, jingle bells, basically. Something. Yeah. Dueling reindeer. These guys are good. Actually, it's me playing. Peggy and I are playing this right now. She's on the banjo. I'm on the guitar. Ellie's coming in on harmonica soon. You 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. We're, 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 we're uh, an hour and 35 into the show, and we got the the, uh, the Prodcom working. How about? Yay. Okay. Well, good morning, and welcome well, today's show, to today's show. Now, the, if I can only get my, my talking working today, it would be good. And so I've been waiting all show long to play. Sam! Oh, my God! Okay, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, of, of course... Real butter. I haven't played that once during the holiday season. You might as well get Alan in there, too. Uh, but, the, but Alan's not Christmas. Yeah, so there much. is. Uh, or I could play. Here comes Santa and his reindeer <sighs> with a Yuletide message for all to hear. Make it a white Christmas. No, I don't think there will be. Not according no. to Rick. No, I don't we'll think see. so. We'll see. We'll have him on in a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, welcome back to the Mike yeah. Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. So you were talking about lights before we went to the break. Uh, yeah. So. Holiday lights and, and how much energy they are using, and they can be seen from space. <laughs> and I said, some people never turn them off. They don't have timers. They're on at 2 in the morning. They're on at 6 in the morning. Well, and they're that, on at and 8 that, o'clock at night. that's part of what they say. Uh, the biggest thing you can do is switch to LEDs. All right. If you haven't done that, you really need to get your... And, and, and make that sure was... you get the cool white ones. Otherwise, they just look blue. Uh, yeah. Well, the the warm light ones. I mean, yeah, the warm white. You want white. them to look a little yeah. warm, yeah. the warm Otherwise, light. the yeah. cool ones just look blue. They're, and, they're weird. And some people just hold on to them because, well, I've had them all these years. I don't want to go out and buy some more. Somebody wrote, and I saw one of these articles, they said, well, buy your friend some Christmas lights. Hmm. And I hadn't thought about that, though, because it seems like... Oh, no, that's kind of personal, don't you think? Getting somebody their own Christmas, getting, you know. Uh, yeah, what, you don't like the lights I've got? <laughs> no, we don't, actually. Um, and if you just get plain ones, you don't get all the fancy doohickeys. Mm-hmm. If somebody laid some LED Christmas lights on me, I'd go, yeah, thank you. I'm going to put these up. Cool. Uh, now warm. we know what to put in your stocking for <laughs> exactly. Christmas this year. So if you use LEDs, you'll use up to 70% less energy than you would with traditional incandescent bulbs. Uh, plus, you won't need to replace lights as often. Uh, probably, although they still, the wires tend to go bad. Yeah, and you can still step on them and break them. There you go. Uh, but but one bulb goes out. The whole string doesn't go out on an LED. Yeah, and so um, Eleanor Stokes, a research scientist at the University of Maryland who has worked with NASA to gather satellite data on our lighting habits, agreed. I'm all about being festive, she says, but you don't need to be festive at, like, 3 a.m. Putting your lights on a timer can have a huge benefit, she Mm -hmm. said. The Energy Department recommends leaving them on. You can do it up to eight hours from dusk to midnight. It's In here in Chicago, it's four to midnight. Uh, What's four to midnight? The darkness. (laughs) Not only will this conserve energy, but it's better for wildlife. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Light pollution, our friend Audrey Fisher would tell us about that. Light pollution can be deadly for some animals. Uh, it's deadly for humans, too, folks. Um, another tip, use an extension cord in places where you want to connect strings but don't really need lights. Yeah, some people just buy another <laughs> string, so it, it works. If you're lighting candles this season... Try to stay away from petroleum-based paraffin ones and instead opt for candles made from soy, beeswax, or natural vegetable-based And scent-free. Because most of the scented ones are artificial scent. Uh Aha. 
unless you've got really good candles with essential oils in them. Unless you did them yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, or you can get soy ones with actual essential oils. But most of them are artificial scents that who knows what they actually are. Uh, When the holidays are over, don't forget to promptly... This is the New York Times, by the way. When the holidays are over, don't forget to promptly take the lights down. (laughs) (laughs) Define promptly. (laughs) Didn't you have your lights on a thing? No, Halloween. That was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just I just ran them through the whole year. It's like, uh, and then no, uh, you had that photo from all the snow from Halloween when it oh, snowed yeah. like crazy, and because you turned the lights, the lights on. The lights were still up. That was so cool. Uh, but I don't turn them on. No, I just leave them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I took down the colored ones that were on the sumac because I didn't want to hurt the sumac. But the ones that were on the, the lilac, who cares about a lilac and, a, and the the viburnum? Left them in there because it's festive. What? Well, no, the leaves. It leafed out. You couldn't mm-hmm. see the wires. You don't even know the and lights And you're going to damage on. the tree taking them off. Uh, no, not really. Not that Come much. on. It sounds good. Uh, it's not. It's <laughs> bogus. Uh, so, uh, you know, take the lights down, pack the candles up, store everything properly, which is always, you know, grab. Yeah. The way I, a lot of people do is grab the bunch of lights, just <laughs> shove them in a box, and then they wonder why they don't work next year. And, and put a tag on them that... Some of it doesn't work so that you remember next year. And then you can take your lights right after Christmas, and we'll be talking about this, I'm sure. A lot of places have holiday light recycling. Yeah. Scarce does and other places City do. City of Chicago, there's yeah. a lot of places yeah. you can bring them, yeah. Um, and uh, in, if you aim for maximum efficiency, they'll account for only a small fraction of your total energy footprint, just a few dollars a month. Uh, and unless you're one of those homes that lights up the entire home and the entire home is flooded with lights, like <laughs> the place, the crazy place in my neighborhood in Logan Square, the nutty home. But they're a tourist attraction. On the boulevard. Oh, boy. <laughs> oy to the world. Um, oh, so there dear. you go. That's that's it about lights. Hey, from, we've, from, but... we've only got a couple minutes. Let's, let's, we, we played the commercial uh, just a few minutes ago about being at City Grange. This Thursday, the Frozen Robins mm-hmm. will be there. So come on over to our, our great sponsor, City Grange, uh, 6.30 to 8, and we'll be caroling and, and having fun. All right? So I want you to take uh, advantage of that 5500 Northwestern Avenue at Catalpa. But again, uh, as we also mentioned, next week is the annual It's a Wonderful Slice of It's a Wonderful Life. Now... If things are as chaotic in here as they were today, we're screwed. All right, we're totally screwed. We, yeah, we're going to need a lot of headsets here, a we're lot gonna, of mics. We're going to need headsets, <laughs> headsets actually with connectors to them. That would be good. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to start stripping wires and plugging them in wherever I can. Well, and that's going to be an hour two, and then an hour one. We've got some great gift ideas though, when we're talking houseplants. That's true because we're going to have Lisa Steinkoff mm-hmm. uh, back on. She's got a new book. Uh, called Grow in the Dark, which is about low-light houseplants. And if you're like me, you need low-light houseplants. I don't even know how my plants survive because <laughs> in the summer I take them outside and they have all this light and they're really happy. And then I bring and them And now in, they're sulking. And then they're, they're whining and crying and sobbing in the darkness. And, <sighs> and some of them drop leaves and some of them don't. And I'm going to ask... Um, Lisa. About my King Aurelia. I ask every person who comes on the show about how I keep... And, and I think I might have discovered one of the things I was doing wrong with it. I have it in a ceramic pot, and I was doing a little research and says, uh, it likes it doesn't like to be in wet feet. And I went, oh, well, get it out of a ceramic pot if you want that. 
I mean, so even you put even, it into a clay pot, then. Um, yeah, yeah, probably just anything that's going to let it uh, the water wick mm-hmm. out from it uh, a little more efficiently. There are certain plants you want to do that. So, what is, what type of condition does the Aurelia really like? Uh, you know, like most indirect bright light, mm-hmm. it needs fair a, a bit of warmth, and it no, and it wants uh, regular watering, but it doesn't want to sit in uh, wet soil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of you know that's the playbook. For about eighty percent of plants out there, uh, tropicals that you yeah. that you have indoors, some of them are even easier to take care of, and that's one of the things we'll talk about with Lisa Steinkoff next week. So we got like sixty seconds here. What did we miss that we wanted to? Uh, well, I was going to talk a little bit about Christmas trees. We're almost out of time, but it's interesting to, and maybe we can get into this a little next week. Um, there is a a. a definite lack of trees this year and the prices have gone up a lot and a lot of that is climate change there's been a lot of flooding that flooded out seedlings um due to damp conditions there's been a lot of fungus and diseases and insects that have taken over a lot of the uh, christmas tree farms this year especially in missouri wow i had no ideas i i hadn't seen this in any of those headlines all those horticultural headlines that i get coming across my inbox so the price of trees has gone up a lot so I'm decorating my chaflura. I'm go. putting lights on my chaflura because it's eight feet tall. Perfect. All right. Rick DeMaio is coming up next. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Brock from Hero Power. Dirty Power is suffocating Chicago. Stop paying for coal to burn and choose the easiest way to switch to clean energy today. Hero Power offers a no-hassle option for Illinois residents to pay for renewable electricity sources like wind and solar and keep paying the same rate as they did with ComEd. The same rate. It's a no-brainer. Your money goes toward renewable energy and you avoid long-term contracts, termination fees, or the need to schedule another appointment. You can do all of this in just three minutes and drastically reduce your carbon footprint right now. So don't just complain about climate change. Do something about it. By switching to Hero Power, you take a huge step towards cutting carbon emissions and utilizing our natural wind and solar energy. It's a reliable and convenient way to switch to paying for premium electricity at no extra cost. Let's fight for a clean energy future together. Get clean energy in just a few clicks at MyHeroPower.com. Enroll today at MyHeroPower.com. This is Mike Novak. The song says it's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you're homeless. And I'm Bill Turk. It's hard to know what to do, but you can design a care kit for people in need, something that will do some good in the short run. And I'm Peggy Malecki. The number one item people need is good socks, high-quality wool or thermal. Hats, gloves, and scarves are also important, along with hygiene products like deodorant, body wash, toothbrushes and toothpaste, Band-Aids, lip balm, wet wipes, even nail clippers. Food products can include high-protein snacks, easy-to-open tuna, crackers and peanut butter, applesauce, granola bar, or fruit rolls. And I put everything in a one-gallon Ziploc bag. And if you can, make a connection. Offer a smile or even your first name. And don't forget to include some feminine products, too. You're not changing the world. Just making one person's world a little better for a little while.
Oh boy. <laughs> This is what happens when the computer gets fixed. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. You know, that my... got a few hearts coming through on Facebook. Oh, right. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Doing a Christmas carol. That's as close as he gets. Welcome to the show. I would play the whole thing if I could. It's uh, pretty... Pretty awesome, and uh, those of you who don't know who Ozzy Osbourne is, there's nothing I can do to help you, but I can kind of give you a hint. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Have a wonderful, crazy Christmas and a wonderful, crazy New Year. Go and go crazy! <laughs> He had a reality show for a little while, didn't he? The Osbournes? Uh, Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Let's go right to meteorologist Rick DeMaio, who is a huge Ozzy Osbourne fan. Right, Rick? Yeah, I actually uh, saw him a couple times. How is that that (laughs) jingle going to sound in the state of Illinois on January 1st, though? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I... I think I liked it, man. That was cool. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm, I'm betting a lot of your students yeah, are, are, are not Ozzy Osbourne fans. No, no, no. They're, you know what? You know, it's weird how, like, music comes back around and how they have these things called sampling where they, you know, they inject something. They go, oh, sure. yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. part of the song where they, you know, have, they, you know, they have really no knowledge of perspective of, the song itself, or what the meaning is, or the album, or all that other stuff. I don't get to start on that. Um, but I just stepped in from outside, guys. It's chilly out there, but I was I was putting up some more Christmas lights and leaf blowing. Was that okay? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever you need to do, Rick. No, he was taking the leaf blower to get the Christmas lights off the neighbor's yard. Ah. Uh, or, and, yeah, something like that. <laughs> he was blowing the, the, the neighbor's little dog across the yard, is what he was doing. <laughs> but, you know, Peg... I think it's interesting that, you know, you brought up that thing about leaf blowing. You know, we had such a weird end of autumn that, um, you know, here in Evanston, they keep putting these signs up that they're going to, you know, clean the streets. And Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of leaves on the streets because we had snow for a while. So Mm -hmm. I think they had to, you know, basically take their crews and become snow plowers as opposed to leaf blowers. So, you know, maybe in some areas you do have a little bit of leaf blowing to go through, but I agree with you. Enough with these blowers. Just rake it up. It's it's good for the back. It's good for the arms. And it's good for the environment, right? All the way around. I love it. There you go. So um, they, uh, we continue to be in sort of the doldrums here in Chicago. Not, yeah. not, a, not, not a lot going on. No, you know, and this was the pattern that I talked about almost uh, almost a month ago. Right. Um, a split. Yeah, split flow, uh, storms moving across the northern sections of New England and northeast. They just had another massive amounts of rain and snow, generally north of your big city. You didn't hear a lot about it on the news. Uh, the next system is now uh, trending more south of us, and I just sent you guys some updated information. Uh, this is a really tough call about three or four days ago because 
some of the U.S. forecast models were taking this basically right across northern Illinois, uh, where, you hate to say it, but the European model, the outlier, was actually the better of all four. Um, and how that model t- continues to pick up on some of these subtle, or I should say more subtle, uh, waves that come through the Rocky Mountains, um, it, it seems to do a better job with how things develop once they've basically crossed over the southern Rockies. And some models have a certain tendency that other models don't. But when you see that European high-res model show everything south four days ago, and mm-hmm. the three U.S. models did not, and now Saturday night and Sunday morning, all four are going south, you go, huh, all right, what do they got that we don't got? Yeah, uh, why, why did that work is, for them? Yeah. yeah. I I don't know, Peg, but they continue to be able to resolve the lower parts of the atmosphere better than our forecast models, not only in winter storms, uh, but also in hurricanes as well. So what this means to the, to the traveling public is that if you're heading down to, say, St. Louis or Indianapolis late tonight or tomorrow, there's going to be not one but two different storm systems, both of them producing anywhere between two and as much as four inches of snow. So when... You know, when we show you, like, the visible satellite imagery by probably, like, Tuesday afternoon, there's going to be a, a strip of white that goes all the way from basically Kansas City to St. Louis to Indianapolis, and Chicago is going to be in the brown. And we've been in the brown now for over a month, and it looks like we may be in the brown, uh, guys, all the way up to Christmas Day. What? Oh, come on, man. You know, I, Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I predicted this. I said... White Halloween, uh, brown Thanksgiving, <laughs> green Christmas, and, and that's and that's what we're having, right? I mean, it's it's kind of working in that way. Um. What about New Year's? <laughs> uh, it's New Year's Eve or New Year's Day because I'm looking forward to New Year's Day more than New Year's Eve. Thing. Well, well, we were talking about the Christmas bird count on New Year's Day. Oh, what's right, what's right, the right. weather? Um, you know what? At this point, it looks like it's going to somewhat stay seasonal, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to turn you on to a study that was done by one of our professors in the Department of Sustainability at Lewis at Loyola. I'm getting my schools mixed up here. <laughs> and they actually do a bird count, literally weekly, um, at Loyola University. So if you look it up in what's called the Loyola Phoenix, that's the daily, that's the weekly newspaper. Okay. Yeah. I think that'll kind of help you out a little bit. Yeah, it's really, really interesting stuff. Not only does Northwestern do it, but probably Loyola as well. So that'll kind of go hand in hand with what you're going to, uh, do during, I think you set up in Waukegan you want to go? Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. Uh, we'll, Waukegan we'll bird that, count. We'll see how the weather works. Yeah, we'll see how that works out weather-wise, but at this point, I'm saying seasonable weather right through the next uh, two weeks. Yeah, because there's been some New Year's recently, New Year's days that have been really cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago we had the coldest New Year's day ever. Um, but again, it was it was odd because we still didn't have much in the way of snow on the mm-hmm. ground, and that kind of has been the trend. Uh, yeah. snowy uh, late Octobers and Novembers, and then generally uh, dry, uh, or at least snow-free, I should say, uh, Decembers. And we'll see whether or not the next two weeks give us anything in the way of precipitation in the form of rain. I don't think so, but the next little system could give us a little bit of wet stuff during the day on Saturday. So, bottom line, guys, no south of us, 40s by four Friday, and also 40s, uh, 40s by Sunday, Mike. So you were talking about that early in the show, and it looks like that's going to come through by the end of the week. Okay, fantastic. Rick, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation in January um, about climate. We're going to devote a whole hour to the show. Uh, and we'll talk to you we'll next week. Going, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds All right, good, take guys. care. Bye. Thanks to Tom Bassett, Dilly, Nate Kipnis, uh, and, of course, Rick DeMaio, Ellie, and...
Andrew, until next time, go green or... Go home. Uh, Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. Oh, my God!